Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! There it goes. All right, we're back. And we're back. So Speaking about and we're back, it's kind of live tonight. I know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they tackle all their recent controversy. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, so what's going on, buddy? You yeah. know what I'm looking at a picture of right now? Daniel Jones. Uh, no, I've I've had streams of Daniel Jones all week um, of a promising future. Um, Aaron Carter just posted on Instagram <laughs> a huge face, huge face tattoo. Oh, nice! It's good, good move. He's got like this, like picture of a woman all on the side of his face. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. <sighs> We were talking about and like some sort of thing under his eyes. I don't know if it's like supposed to be eyelashes or I'm trying to zoom in and see it, but uh, just bringing back our Aaron Carter conversation. He's a mess. Yeah, I just saw that. Whoa. God, there's a lot of color involved in that thing. Yeah. We were having this conversation. I actually had this conversation about face tattoos on Thursday. Somebody asked me what I thought about face tattoos, and they said that um, face tattoos are, they're like, dude, that means that you're pretty hardcore. And I was like, I think it used to mean pretty hardcore. Now I think it's like desensitized. Like enough people have done it that it's like, it's way more normal. You don't have to be crazy to do it. So is this friend of yours, like when he asked you about, uh, what you think of face tattoos? Is he thinking that you're going to go, I like it. No, he didn't say, what do you think of it? We were just talking about face tattoos. And he just brought up, <laughs> no, yeah. No, but he just brought up, like, he's like, that's pretty hardcore. And I was like, I said specifically, it reminds me of this article in The New Yorker that Malcolm Gladwell wrote about school shootings, where he was saying the first one, first, like, school shooting is a kid who really wants to do it. And then each time it happens again, it becomes a li- it becomes more normalized. It's like the riot mentality when there's like a riot. The actual first people to like throw punches, like are really mad for a reason. And by the time it gets to the hundredth person, they're like don't even know why they're involved, but it's just happening. And that's okay. what I think's happening with face tattoos. Yeah, I don't, I don't get face tattoos. That's disgusting. Well, good for you, Aaron Carter. Good stuff. Um, so what's going notes? on over there? Oh, no, nothing. Um, All right. All right. Um, I've been fascinated this week. Uh, I'm going into one of my notes. Okay. My fascination this week is this article that came out um, about this. Have you heard about this Natalia Grace case of this girl who, like, they adopted this girl thinking that she was like six years old from Ukraine. And she like, basically we're not sure exactly how old she is. There's like a couple of things in this article, but apparently she's like, the parents said she was an adult at there. She was 22 and she had dwarfism. So she looked like a kid. Uh, but she would like do all this crazy shit. Like she basically poured bleach in like, uh, the husband's coffee, uh, push the, push the, uh, mother into a electrified fence. No. Oh. Uh, um, what was that? It's my computer. Cause I was testing. I forgot. Um, basically she started acting crazy trying to like, uh, kill the parents. She would, the, the, the parents would wake up and she'd be standing over them staring. Oh, uh, some weird shit. 
And then, uh, so basically, the parents, like, rented, they were, like, didn't know what to do with her. So they, like, rented an apartment in Louisiana and stuck her in there and basically, like, left town. Like, paid for the, they basically paid rent on this apartment for her. Uh, And then when the cops found out, they went to grab her and she's, like, gone and then no one knows where she is. And apparently she's been, like, there's rumors that she's, like, back on the train uh, again of, like, pretending she's a kid and, like, hanging out with another family um, and trying to, like, I don't even know what she's trying to do. She's just mentally, like, not all there. Um, She's, like, terrorizing families. Um, But the parents got arrested because they left her there and took off. But they're claiming that she was an adult. But, like, the girl, like, got sent to a mental institution while she's with the family. And at one point, she, like, said that she was 18 to one of the therapists there. Um, but then after she had gone through all the, um, whatever, not procedures, but, like, she'd run the course of the, the treatment, she got out. And then, like, I guess they had to go to court. And when she went to court... The girl said she was 22, um, or if they figured out that their real, real age was 22, but it hasn't been proven. But I'm just like obsessed with this freaking story. I want to see. It. I want to see this thing. I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, made into a movie. Okay, but uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty crazy story. That's my note. Cool. I don't have any notes really. I mean, my only note was that you saw they announced the Super Bowl halftime show. Yep, J-Lo. And Shakira. Yeah. Um, it's basically, what are the odds that it's basically the same exact show as the one she did for the, when she got the Video Vanguard Award? What's that? Remember when she got the Video Vanguard Award? Yeah. I think it's probably going to be that same show. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Um, speaking of J-Lo, you said you went to see... Uh, yeah, well, I figured that... I mean, do you have any more notes, or...? No, I got nothing. All right, so that'll be our lead-in. So, you know, last week we said we were each going to go see this movie. Um, and uh, you went, and you, you held up your end of the bargain and saw Ad Astra, and I did my end of the bargain and saw Hustlers. So let's do our reviews. Um, Alright, well, right. let's hear, hear about your hustler. Constance Wu? Not a fan which, of... Uh, I don't like Constance just, Wu at all. She she really bugs me. Well, she came out today and was at, like... Well, she was interviewed about... Um, I guess because of this movie, they were talking to her about... Uh, like, she started shooting that show. And yeah. remember when we talked about that, how like weird it was going to be when they got back. And she said she was like so nervous... Um, going on set, but like everyone kind of like made her feel welcome, and and well, at least the cast did. Um, and I guess they were doing some promo um, before the show even started, and she showed up, and the guy who plays her husband on the show, like she went up to him, and she was like so nervous, and she started explaining, and uh, the guy was like, "Don't worry, man, we love you," and she just started bawling. In the middle of this photo shit. Yeah, I read that article. I don't see it. Yeah. I know. Hey, they're trying to make it a nice story. Yeah, I know. It's good, good for everybody. But anyway, Constance Wu is a hustler. She's a star of Hustlers. Um, but here's my problem. So yes, I did not like Hustlers. And so Cardi, who's in it? Cardi B. She had Cardi B is in it. Lizzo is in it. But they're only in it for like a little bit. They have. Like Julia Styles, they're in the first half. Those two, and and like you expect there to be some story that has to do with them later in the thing, but it doesn't. Um, yeah, uh, Julia Styles plays a reporter who is interviewing. But she's not a stripper. No. Okay. She's a she's she's a reporter asking about like what what they were doing and all that stuff. Um, and then... Sounds like a great story. Yeah. Uh, Constance Wu plays a new stripper 
who becomes friends with uh, J-Lo. And, um, you know, they basically go on to, like, rob drug men and rob them. But the movie doesn't want to commit to them actually being bad. They just kind of, you know, they want you to really like them anyway. It's really, it's really frustrating because it doesn't, I don't know, like... They try to give these people, like, stories to make you, like, like them, but it, it doesn't work. Like, yeah. just commit to them being, like, doing a shitty thing and, like, let's live with it. You made a movie about it. Let's just make that the movie. It doesn't have to be, you know? It's like that kind of shit drives me nuts. Was it just you in the theater watching it? Uh, Yeah. So that's the thing that's most to take away from it. I went at 11.05 on Friday and I walked into the theater and I was, I was the only person in the movie theater and it was a really small theater. And so I started the movie. Was it that, uh, was it that gay porn theater on, uh, on Santa, Santa Monica? No. <laughs> What's the name of that place? Um, studs. Yeah. Where, uh, Paul Rubens get busted. Um, right. It was, it was called studs. I think, um, so you didn't see it at Studs. No, I didn't see it at Studs. I saw it at the ArcLight. And I I sat down and I like pulled out my computer because I had to do some work and I realized the movie had started and I was still <laughs> sitting there with my computer out in the movie theater. And it kind of didn't matter. And then, um, oh, wow. Hold on. I'm watching football highlights. Towson played Florida. Yeah, they got cracked. Well, you know, I, I used to play football at Towson. That's crazy. Um, oh, that's weird. Um, anyway. North Carolina, speaking of football, North I Carolina. I know. That game was good, man. That game was good. Uh, so anyway, so I go, I go see this, and then I put my computer away, and then I started thinking, like, they must be, like, walking by the people working here. Like, there's some pervert watching the stripper movie by himself at 11.05, and I was like, I'm sure nobody cared or ever thought about it, but I was very self-conscious when I walked out of that theater. Yeah. Because there is a lot of nudity and stuff. And I'm going to just tell you, J-Lo is awesome. She's pretty, she's like, she's actually really good in it, and she's really hot in it. Um, Again, they made her character different from probably, you know, they tried to make her more interesting than she was, but... Um, she is definitely like, she's like the whole movie. Like she, everything she's in, she carries, you know? Um, yeah. I know that she's getting like awards buzz. I think that's a little, no, like, I, I think uh, everybody's getting a little, little, you know, giving a little too much, but she's really good. And she's like a presence in every scene. And it's really weird that she would be all of a sudden friends with the Constance Wu character. That doesn't, does, I don't see how that worked out, but that's how they did it to make the movie go. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my basic. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it. It's a rental. Okay. Well, I was torn. Uh, I was actually thinking about going to see that or, uh, at Astra today. But I remember your review of Ad Astro wasn't very exciting, so I was thinking like maybe going to see Hustlers, but I ended up sticking with my guns and going to see Ad Astra. All right, what do you think of Ad Astra? I am in agreement with you from your review last week that uh, I didn't know what the point was. <laughs> it was very linear. Um, like I was expecting some sort of twist or anything. At the end, yeah, at, at nothing. And here, here is when I walked out of the theater. I was like, "This would let let me just tell you what the ending should have been." Okay. So when he gets down to the to where Tommy Lee Jones is, Venus. Start, what's up? Venus. He gets to Venus. He gets to Venus, but they're not really on Venus. They're in a in a ship. So he gets down there. He gets on the ship. All of a sudden, there's another search, right? While they're there. And, you know, he's talking to them. Everything happens, like, fine. The way it happens at the end. He gets in the friggin' uh, ship to go back. He comes back to the Earth. And, like, everyone's dead. 
from the last surge. Like, he didn't get there in time. Like, the surge, like, went ahead of him. So when he gets there in his ship, the surge has already hit the earth. earth. Maybe maybe it's, like, destroyed. Like, not everyone needed to die, but, like, like it really, like, damaged the earth. Like, he didn't show show up in time. Um, And I did... Yeah, so, anyway... As far as the movie goes, like... Wait a second. I just want to say, if I was going to make the ending, I don't think it needs to be even that um, involved. It could have just easily have been they see an alien or something. Like, you know? I don't know. Just something. Oh, I, I wasn't ready for an alien for that movie. Oh, I totally thought that was going to be an alien. The monkey's stuff was pretty funny. That was, <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, but... Uh, you would think, like, they said that there were 16 people on board, and it seemed like there were only two monkeys. I feel like somebody would have survived that. I agree with uh, that. Um, I'm sorry, but fucking, if there's a monkey running around, uh, I'm not going to die by a monkey. Um, I don't know. It's like he goes down to this, when he goes to Mars, that whole Mars sequence. With the pirates? No, not that part. The part where he like actually like goes to try to contact his father on Mars. Yeah, the pirates were on the moon, I think. So he goes to the Mars, and uh, they basically want him to like contact his dad. Um, he does. They get a message, and then they're like, "All right, you're out of here." And you never find out like what the message was, right. what the deal was. Um, for some reason. He's underwater with his spaceship, space suit. I didn't understand that whole thing. Um, didn't realize there was water on Mars or water tunnels. I didn't really get why everyone that he just flew with for like seven or eight weeks that they bonded, like all of a sudden were like, we got to kill this guy when he got on the ship. Uh, to go to Venus mm-hmm. and he snuck on the ship. Those are the same people that he just flew with like right. for like two months. Um, I'm pretty sure they'd ask him what's going on rather than automatically want to shoot him. Um, but yeah, I didn't understand the point of the movie. Okay. So you didn't like Basically, it? No. All right. It's a beautiful movie though. It looks good. Yeah, it looks good. I like they went they went to a different planets. Yeah, shit. I like I like what they came with plants. It's acted well. He's a good actor. That Brad Pitt. Yeah. Uh, Donald Sutherland shows up for a little bit. Did you uh, realize that that was half the movie of Space Cowboys? No. I did. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was like Space Cowboys was Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland. I forget who the other two guys were. Clint Eastwood. It was Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. That's right. Uh, and then I thought Ed Harris, right? Maybe. I don't know. All I know is uh, Donald Sutherland was coming off red hot off of his backdrop, too. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So, uh, right into uh, Ad Astra. I don't even... What is Ad Astra? I don't even... They didn't, uh, what I does can, that mean? It means... Um, hold on. I it It's a... Uh, um, it's a boring movie. <laughs> um, Ed Astra. I, I I heard him in an interview say what it meant. Um, but I got I gotta find it. What does uh, uh, what does Ed Astra mean? Um, to the stars. Oh, that's right. They did say that in the beginning. Uh, I don't know, dude. It just. Also, Liv Tyler was in it, so I was checking out a well, little bit. Again, Liv Tyler, that's the most unbelievable part of the whole space travel, is that Liv Tyler would be with Brad Pitt. Oh, James Garner was the fourth space cowboy. Why wouldn't Liv Tyler be with uh, Brad Pitt? Because Brad Pitt's, like, way... She was like Ben Affleck. He's way, more, he's way better looking and way more charismatic. She was with Ben Affleck in a space movie. Yeah, but that's when she was younger. I don't know. Ben, ben, ben Affleck and Brad Pitt, that's... 
I don't want to get into this. Um, all right, so you didn't like it. Me neither. Um, it's while we're on the subject of movies, uh, you did send over three trailers. This Wait, week. before I have one more review. Oh, oh okay. My, I'm sorry. I saw Aladdin this week. Oh. On video. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Didn't like it. Shocking. I thought the leads, the two leads, were terrible. And then the bad guy, like, they never showed the bad guy, like, doing bad guy stuff. He would just, like, stand there and go, I'm the bad guy. And then you're just like, oh, okay, great. Um, I thought Will Smith was good, but, uh, and uh, it was, what's her name? Um, Nassim Padrad. Mm-hmm. She was in it, um, which I thought was interesting casting. Uh, but now it was a pretty bad movie. They had no chemistry. Um, they just were kind of like wooden. They had no personality to either of these characters. Like I don't know what the casting people were thinking, but they were just like seeing them on screen. Like I feel like they had a camera test. Like like a week before they started shooting and like everybody was just like oh no um, and then just like fuck we're already here suck cause watching it you're just like how did these people get these roles um, so yeah that's my role that's my uh, that's my review great so, trailers trailers so we got uh, a trailer for the new um, Adam Sandler flick. Yeah, the uh, uh, Safdie brothers. Yep, and uh, it's called uh, Righteous what is it? or um, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Um, trailer is really good. And, yeah, uh, people are psyched for. for uh, he's getting some buzz for acting um, awards for Oscars. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but apparently it's really good. Um, but it looks good. He plays like in a jeweler who's also a like compulsive gambler and gets involved with some seedy people. And um, I don't know, it's shot really well. That music, music in it's probably going to be pretty good. Um, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Um, what was the second trailer you sent? The Irishman. Man, they they just started. Um, they had a screening, I think, this weekend or yesterday or two, yeah, two days ago uh, in New York. And, like, everyone's saying it's like a masterpiece. Hmm. Um, yeah, so everyone's come out of that movie saying it's, like, amazing. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I'm surprised. I was going to ask if you'd read reviews on it yet because you don't like to uh, – you like to go in fresh. I don't. I didn't read the review, but I just read, like, you know, the one line of it. Um. So everyone, everyone says it's amazing. Three and a half hours. Let's go. Uh, I'm ready. Well, I, I still haven't decided uh, whether or not I'm going to a theater or not. It's going to be a tough watch in the theater. Yeah. Three hours and 45 minutes. Um, but it's still going to be amazing. Can't wait. It's going to be good stuff. And then uh, our next, the other uh, trailer I sent you. Well, I sent you two more, I guess. The Action Park one. Oh, dude. Uh, Class Action Park. Yeah. So did you ever see the Johnny Knoxville Action Park movie? No, I didn't. I tried to. I watched it for like five minutes and I had to turn it off. It was so bad. Um, But that's where he got the idea from. And uh, I'm pretty sure you went to Action Park as well as myself. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't, I was like, I, I know all these stories about Action Park, but I can't remember, like, I don't think that I did go to Action, like, growing up, all my friends went to Action Park. I, rem- I know that I went, because I remember the water being so cold, but I don't have very specific memories of Action Park, I'll be honest. But I love how they said uh, I've basically. Been there, I've been there a few times. My specific memory was the Alpine slide because uh, I fucked up my knee on that thing. Okay. 
they, they had the Alpine slide was basically like they had three runs. They had an easy one, they had like a medium one, and then they had this really hard one or this fast track one that goes through like these wooded area. It like goes through like a whole like forest. Right. And those little like rickety like sleds that they gave you that basically were you have like a a break in between your legs and you just like you're like, here we go, let's go. That's all it was. And people were like in charge of their own carts. So they would fly down there. Some people would be scared. So they would like put on the brake and then all of a sudden like some guy would just come flying down there and smash right into them. Um, and the, the concrete was just like brutal to your knees. Like everyone had bloody knees after that right, friggin' thing. Right, 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 yeah. Um, I remember that. I remember the cannonball. Um, not the, not the, um, I don't remember the, uh, the slide that was in the trailer that goes like the 360 loop. Um, the cannonball that I remember is like this big slide that goes underneath the ground and then it pops you out into like a 25 foot drop. It's all just dumb, dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Well, I'm excited uh, for that doc. That's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be, I can't, I, I don't want to say, like, I can't wait to hear about the deaths, but I'm curious to hear about how people got hurt. Yeah, and they, and they hit, um, hit it. And then the last trailer was a movie that we're going to be reviewing on this show. <laughs> the Nicolas Cage new movie called Primal, where, how ridiculous is his wardrobe? He looks like, um... What's um, what's his name? Uh, Irwin, the uh, the the he, crocodile hunter. Crocodile hunter. So he's dressed like a big game hunter, but he's also slash a um, mercenary um, and a guy who just basically like finds exotic animals and sells them on the black market, I guess. Um, and then somehow his ship gets commandeered for a, a violent criminal. Um, while they're going back from a, a trip and all of a sudden this criminal gets out and releases all the animals so that while they're in the middle of the ocean they gotta find the guy and also deal with like a python a gorilla <laughs> a puma or a jaguar I think it was and then uh, a couple other exotic animals it's gonna be amazing but the, the curious so thing is that Lionsgate is is the one that's putting this movie out. <laughs> like, what what are they doing? They're like us. It sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. If someone pitched that to me, I'd make it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, it's all CGI animals. Uh, I know they animals. look terrible. <laughs> It's going to add to it. It's going to be great. I know. Um, I'm very excited about that movie. Um, so, yeah, those are the trailers. So what are we talking about today? I really want to well, talk about the challenge because so much good shit's going on in there. But Well, I mean, we were talking about movies, so we'll talk about some TV. And then we got our little bit of football after at the end. So let's, uh, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll have to speed along. We're already about 30 minutes into this thing. All right, TV. Some new shows premiered, um, or some new seasons of shows that we like. Yes. Uh, so it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Let's start there. Um, uh, dude, I laughed so hard. So, two of these three shows, <laughs> I, I had a moment where I lag cackled out loud. Um, the those guys in their Frank and Charlie in their um, their ad. That they take out. The ad says, uh, oh, and I, I actually saved it. The ad says, luxurious, gruesome, twosome, seek exotic Europeans for week-long rental in luxurious one-room apartment. Bed to be shared with owners. Shit, shit her down hall. Email F. Reynolds at warthogorgyfart.edu. 
my favorite part of the whole episode is when the guy that came in from from Holland like was using the spoon on his toe. <laughs> yeah, and Frank, and then Frank was like, Frank was like, no, you got, you got to use this. How are you gonna get in there? You got to use the knife. <laughs> and then he uses the spoon. He goes, hey. Charlie, the spoon is a lot better. You can get underneath it and scoop it without, like, what did he say, like, severing artery or something. He said, without the risk of severing an artery or something. Oh, man, I was cracking up. Uh, the other storyline with Mac and Dennis. Yeah, it didn't work. No, it didn't work, and it was like, you know, it's pretty bad when the audience could figure out what the final joke is going to be. Yeah, I know, right. Because they kept saying about Teddy, and you're like, oh, Teddy's definitely a son that died. Right. Um, well, here's the thing with, so here's the thing with, so after 15 seasons or whatever it's been of that show, everyone's basically become like a super caricature of themselves. And the thing is, is like, Dennis is a little creepier, older, um, and, and Mac, Mac plays up his whole thing, and like, the, I like those guys, but it, the the caricature of what Danny DeVito has become is just the greatest. Like, the show should just be Frank Reynolds and Charlie. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Oh, man. So, um, um, <laughs> the best is that they got to gift him a box of meat cubes at the end. It was really good. It was a really... Yeah, meat cubes. That does sound pretty good. I'll just tell you... Um, then, uh, South Park premiered that there's, there was a, the dude, they're so smart. I don't care. You know, I know it's a dumb cartoon, but man, those guys are like, so the best is Cartman finds out that if you call ice, they round up your family and, and send you away. And so he calls up Kyle and asks Kyle if his. Uh, if he wants to apologize for calling him fat, he says no. He's like, okay. And so he calls ice on him and his family. Um, yeah, and the, and the funny, uh, the, when you say they're smart, the whole thing about how, like, like ice can't lock up Jews because of the whole Holocaust thing. Right. And so, like, the cuts of the scene where everyone's converting to Judaism, all the kids. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Um but the whole Mexican Joker part was really funny when he's like, what if he's working with Mexican Joker? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is true. Like, they were like, hey, you know, you do this to a kid, they wake up, and then they're, like, pissed off in America. Um, and then they become violent criminals because they are pissed off at, like, what we did to them when they were kids. Right. Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. So, yeah. So, um, and then the, the whole story, their voice speaking about getting older though, it's like the voices, you know, are now that they're getting older, the, um, Matt Stone and, Mm -hmm. um, like the voices are definitely sounding older. Like they don't sound like, you know, Oh, I, I didn't notice that. Um, but yeah, so. And then, and then after that, uh, the I mean, unless you have anything else to add, that Crank Yanker started, which hasn't been out. How, when, when did that? I mean, I think I don't think that that's been on the air since like two thousand five. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm, I'm halfway through the first episode. Um, I haven't seen the whole thing. I I'm just I'm, uh, I'm not. I never loved. I I've never loved that show. I like moments from that show, and I look back on it, but I never got into it when I was when it was on. Yeah, and the problem, I think the main problem is that Howard Stern's prank calls are so much better, and you, like, listen to these ones, and you're like... That's true. Yeah. That's true. That is uh, not as good. The last, so if you haven't finished, the last one I thought was the best, the Chelsea Peretti one. She's pretty good. Um, There's, uh, there's that, and then also, like, I can't help but think, like, I remember when um, Jon Stewart like went on Crossfire, which was an old political show with, um, let's see, I forgot that liberal guy. It was like a liberal guy and a, and a, and a conservative guy. And the conservative guy was, uh, what's his face? Um, Tucker Carlson. And they used to just argue about, it was like, having, it was just like 
you know, ESPN, like, first take. It was like, instead of Stephen Smith, you had Tucker Carlson. And they'd argue these stupid things. And, like, John Stewart going on and being like, you guys, like, you're you're a huge problem in this society. And they're like, why? You know, why? You know, they're making... And they're like, what about you? You have an opinion. He goes, you guys, the lead into my show is puppets making crank calls. <laughs> you know, if you're looking for me to tell you the news, you got problems. Like, I, it was like, I, I can't help but think about that every time I every every time I think about that show. Um, all right, so what did you want to talk about? So, so overall, good good debut tonight. We get Saturday Night Live. What was uh, what was what did you want to talk about about the challenge? It's been so good, like this season, and a lot of people are getting axed. Um, and uh, I don't know, like strong players. I'm I'm shocked that like the American team still keeps voting each other in. Yeah, I really don't like what went down this weekend. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and Polly and uh, Car Maria like are always going to vote the same. Um, so that shouldn't have came as a shock. Yeah, but I, I don't like that he went. He went. Uh, he went back on his word. I don't like that. I don't. I agree with you. I don't like that either. Um, I just. Uh, it's been. So, it's been really good. Um, lot. A lot of good fighting stuff. That guy Josh is great. Um, great TV because he's such a wreck, and. Uh, like nothing he says makes any sense. Yeah, and he's he's just an emotional mess. And no one like listens to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's just like I don't know. He's just like such a he's just like he's a mess. He shouldn't even buy on the show, but he's he's great right now. Uh but yeah, the UK team just keeps losing and then friggin' uh, American team keeps blowing themselves up. Um, but two two weeks in a row, um, somebody is like basically beat the other person, but it fucked up because they messed up the challenge and had to go, had to go back and redo it. Um, so I don't know. I think this is a better conversation between me and you. Than Probably, but um, uh, no, I mean, but I, I don't know. Like it, big moves are happening. I didn't like this latest big move. Um, but, well, I mean, we'll see. I don't know, like, I don't know what anybody hopes to accomplish if you keep voting each other out of everything. I actually was really rooting for Bananas because I wanted him. I can't believe nobody's traded teams yet. Like, I totally would have traded teams if I was the last couple guys. I know. And CT is going to make it all the way to the final because no one's, like, even thinking about putting him in. He's just, like, under the radar and everyone's kind of scared of him. Yeah, the best thing that happened to him was to get picked by the to to not get picked by the American team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, he's definitely making it to the finals because no one's going to want to mess with him until the end. Until they have to. Yeah, um, it's good though. I'm with you. Wednesday nights, huh? Yeah, Wednesday nights is a good time. I tell you, my my. Um, Managing my DVR on a Wednesday night is it's not an easy feat. Um, I do want to mention so- something that I think is going to be pretty good coming up is that Diego Maradona. Oh yeah, documentary yeah. on HBO Monday. It's going to be pretty good right. on Tuesday. Well, maybe we'll have to do that for next week. It got tons of. Uh, it's getting very good reviews. Speaking of good reviews, Emmys. All right. Let's do it. I I kept a running. Um, I n- I never watch the Emmys, because um, they're just so boring, and there's so many of them. So, and because Bob Odenkirk never wins. <laughs> um, I just realized as I'm looking there's at, no host, right? As I'm looking at my notes, I realized that I have I did have opening notes, but I'll I'll, I'll cut them in after. Um. Wow. Yeah, so no host, no right? host. They tried this opening number where they had Homer Simpson come out, and then he gets killed, and then Anthony Anderson tries to host, and then they send in Brian Cranston ultimately to introduce everything, and it was, eh. but there was a really good joke later on where 
um, where Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert came out and they like were talking about why hosts are important and how the show sucks because there's no hosts and it was really funny and it was actually it was like really pretty spot on too. I think everybody kind of agreed. Did you hear about the running commentary throughout the whole thing? No. So they didn't have a host, but they did have a running commentary by um, fuck. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, he was in one of the Crank Yankers. He's uh, I forget. Anyway, he um, Thomas Lennon, right? Is that his name? Yeah. So it was awful. He just made jokes at everything that happened. But they were like, it was like always being like overdubbed with music, so you could barely hear them. And some of them were like inside jokes, like they had they had no context. Like you're just like, what are you talking about? Oh, it was so bad. He was just sitting there. It was like watching with somebody who was like watching it on a um, like like um, mystery robot theater, you know. But the Emmys, oh, it was bad. Um, some of the bits, um, there was a Bob, Ben Stiller, Bob Newhart thing where they went through all these dead actors and um, they and he group Bob Newhart in with that and Bob Newhart's like, y- you're a dick. <laughs> I'm not dead, you know? Like, it was pretty funny. Um, well, you heard, you heard they fucked up in the in memoriam, right? Yeah, they, they had a, a wrong person. They showed a picture of a guy who was still alive to be someone who was dead. Yeah. And he um, came on the next, he came on Instagram the next day and was like, I'm still there. <laughs> um, I'm actually not the guy that you guys thought I was. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I didn't really like take as extensive notes as I usually, but this is good because you didn't watch it anyway. Um, uh, the first commercial and commercial break was for Disney Plus. I thought that was super interesting. Hmm. Um, then um, they've been releasing uh, all the uh, Apple Plus shows trailers, which some of those look pretty good. Might have to get that. Uh, the the one with uh, Steve Carell and Renee Z- or not Renee was Zellweger, Reese Witherspoon, and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, the morning show. It's gonna be really good. Uh, but basically, the Emmys all revolves around Fleabag. Well, it's not entirely so. Like the the first first, uh, I'm I'm surprised you because you didn't watch it. I don't know if you saw the girl one um, for Mrs. Maisel, the best supporting actress. Her speech was really good. Um, yeah, about the Holocaust. Yeah, she said that her her grandmother said, "What happens if I step out of line?" And so she's she, like, she and, beat. Uh, Oh, there's like a ton of people in each category. So she beat Anna Klumsky. Yeah, that was a good year, right? That was a Coleman, good one. Olivia Coleman. Uh, some other girl from Fleabag. Betty Glippen, Gilpin. No, from Glow, right? Um, which I just finished. Me too. Um, Sarah Goldberg from Barry. Who was really um, good this season. Marion Hinkle from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm not sure that. I guess it's the mom. Yeah, it's the mom. And then Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But um, Mrs. Maisel is such a good show. It is. Um, so, yeah, so then Fleabag went to a bunch of these. During all of this, there's a uh, there's a bit you would have absolutely, like, it would have made you so angry with um, Nick Cannon and Ken Jung, our favorite guy. By the way... Uh, I, after we got off the podcast that night, I went and watched the the roast. It was good. Um, not as much making fun of Ken Jong as you made it out to be, but still. Um, Bill Hader won. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge kept winning shit. Um, then they start bringing out like the full cast of like Game of Thrones. It was really weird. Um, and then they brought the full cast of Veep later to just announce an award and have everybody clap for them. Um, what else? Because the, the shows were ended. Yeah. Ended. I was kind of psyched to see Craig Mazin win, who wrote Chernobyl. I mean, I love Chernobyl. I thought Chernobyl was awesome. But I listen to that guy's podcast. He does a screenwriting podcast that's really good. Um, and I, it was just weird because I've listened to him for years. It was weird to see him like talking. 
Speaking of weird things to see, here's a follow-up to the Rudy commercial with the chocolate cake. It's on TV now. Oh, um, God. Um, Michelle Williams one is just, yeah. she has to be the most unfun person. <laughs> she... <laughs> I don't know, I feel like she's just, like, like not fun to hang out with. Um, um, Zendaya announced the word. She looked really good. Zendaya's, like, growing up. I'm just saying. Uh, she did a, uh, a mean tweet for Jimmy Kimmel. Uh-huh. There's, like, a new one out. And she said, uh, I don't know, the guy was wrecking her, and he's like, and, and she's like, yeah, I'm rich. Or something like that. She, it was pretty funny. You have to see it. But she had a pretty good main tweet. Um, okay. I like the girl. I like the girl that won for Ozark. Even though yes. I haven't seen the second she's, season, she's great. I'm in the. I have like two episodes left of the second season. She's great. She's like really good in it. And uh, she beat everyone from Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, and uh, Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve. Fiona Shaw. I don't know who that is from. Oh, yeah. It's probably... Yeah, never mind. Um, I know it is. Let me see. Who else? Uh, the kid... One of the kids from When They See Us won, which... It was kind of weird because that crowd really wanted When They See Us to win everything. And so, like, they all cheered extra hard every time for it. And um, when it finally won an award, like, everybody went nuts. But that kid was really good in that show. And um, and he deserved it. He And he was really... His, like... His speech was really good. I think he's going to be around for a while. His name is Jarrell Jerome. Bandersnatch won an award. I know. I saw that. Um, uh, there's a really terrible Lin-Manuel Miranda and Adam Devine sket uh, that, that you would have really hated. Um, what else did I want to bring up? Um, Dinklage won. Succession won for writing, which is good. Um... Uh, Halsey was really good in that In Memoriam I didn't see it She's good um, I know she saw uh, She, she sang, sang Time After Time Yeah right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carol Channing got the hammer That was weird uh, Yeah Um Her best lead actress uh, kill, The girl from Killing Eve Beat some pretty heavy Hitters there Yeah People uh, are psyched about that Because everybody really likes her yeah, she's really good. I, I hated the second season, though. I thought the second season was just so unfocused. Um, so I don't know. I guess she won for the second season, but I don't think anyone should have won for the second season. I really like to give, you know, new actors and new things uh, um, Emmys to help build up. Uh, you know, people's careers and new shows and stuff. Well, it's like Game, you know, Game of Thrones won. It's the, by far the worst season of Game of Thrones, and it just it was the right, first year it ever won. Yeah, yeah, won because of. Uh, it's like when Return of the King won Best Picture. Right. Uh, you know, they won because of like how much money it, the whole fucking thing made, and everyone loved Game of Thrones. And I know that on the red carpet, like every cast member had to like basically, like, defends the last season, and, uh, Daenerys, what's her name, uh, was, Amelia basically, Clark. yeah, she was just, like, answering all these questions about what she thought of how quickly her character changed and all this shit, like, revisiting this whole thing again on the red carpet, and she's just like, I just like that everyone liked the show, and then she, like, peaced out. Um, Dinklage one, yeah, you said that. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I, I won. I bet Fleabag. Oh. Yeah. Five to one. So it was up against Veep? Yep. Which was probably the... It was a heavy favorite. I did throw some money on Veep, I did. But I, uh... And then Mrs. Maisel, I did not throw any on that. Um... Shit's Creek, Russian Doll, The Good Place, and Barry and Fleabag were in that. I like The Good Place. I'm glad that got nominated. I don't watch it. Um, you know what my favorite, one of my favorite new shows is? What's your, one of your favorite new shows? Bless This Mess. Okay. You heard about this? 
Uh, it's not season two. It's with um, Jack Shepard and... Uh, no, I've heard of it, yes. Blake, Blake Bell. It's actually kind of funny. It's like a single camera show, kind of uh, like Funny Farm. Uh, it's very Funny Farm-esque, uh, where they move from the city to the, uh, the country and have to deal with the country folk. Um, there's a, I don't know. I mean, obviously a lot of the jokes are stolen from other situational comedies about the same thing. Um, but I think like them two together have good chemistry and Lake Bell is like, really, she's kind of like an underrated comedic actress. Just going to say that. All right. Um, I, I, uh, I give a suggestion to take a look. Okay. Um, I figure like we're all going to start watching Fleabag now, but uh, I'm, I'm done with the first season. Okay. I mean, six episodes yeah. are like 25 minutes each. It's pretty easy. Is it funny? Is it, is there, yes. is it all the rage? It's very good. It's very, very good. And I've heard the second season's like way better. So nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's basically the Emmys that, you know, not, that was n- not too painful. Um, I hear, hear the notes I forgot to, to bring up. There's something I actually was really interested to hear what your thoughts were. Have you heard of a guy named Carson King? Uh, no. I'll, I'll tell you who he is. He's a guy, he was at the Iowa, Iowa State, um, game two weeks ago, um, and college game day was there, and he held up a sign that said, um... Need more bush light. Uh, Venmo me the hair. And he like left his Venmo name. And all these people started sending him money. And it got like, it started getting some press and it got to be a lot of money. And then like, Anheuser Bush like matched it and he wound up raising like $1.4 million and donating it to charity. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I for totally, Nelly's talking yeah. about this. Yeah. All right. So, so he, I have this. I know this is crazy. This so yeah. he so he donates the money to charity, you know, whatever. And the Des Moines Register decides to do a story on him. And in their story, well, well Venmo first of all said that they would match. Okay. And Bush here said they would match. Right. So he was he was getting all this cash. Yeah, again, no it was one point four million. Yeah. Uh, and then the Des Moines Register decides to do uh, an article on him, and he. They uncover that he had, like, a couple racist tweets from when he was 16, which were actually quotes from uh, Tosh.0. And um, so everybody, like, distanced themselves, and they've been dragging him through the mud. Um, And I started, like, I started following this because I woke up early one morning, and it was when all the Trump shit was happening. I was like, I just want to get away from that. So I course they went to this which makes me even more depressed and um turns out the guy who wrote the article has his own past of a bunch of racist tweets yeah the, the guy um who basically got fired from this campaign the kid like basically deep dove into this guy's twitter account and found like all this shit and said oh yeah you're gonna get me fired here you go you're fired he got him fired well, he didn't. The, the kid actually didn't. The kid, uh, Carson King. I thought it was him. No, he was super classy. He was like, "Hey, listen, uh, I I I wrote some stuff and I was dumb, and uh, I totally understand everybody not wanting to deal with me. Like, I wouldn't want to either. You know, I'm I'm somebody who's really big into like equal rights, and um, that stuff's just not okay. And you know, I mean, like, totally took." I was, like, so impressed that a kid, he's, like, 24-year-old kid, just took responsibility. Because, I, I mean, and I'm all mixed up about this because it drives me nuts. Like, the kid just raised a bunch of money. So I'm like, why are we fucking piling on him? But at the same time, I think if you're going to put dumb shit out there in the world, you deserve kind of the repercussions for doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. you got to be ready to deal with it. So I, I kind of, you know, like, I just disagree with everybody. But I'm so glad more than anything that the guy who's a fucking tattletale 
winds up getting fired as well. Like that to me is the only no. part of the story that makes me happy. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more, buddy. All right. Um, the guy, the, the guy who wrote the story, his name was Aaron Calvin. Um, the other two things I learned besides that, that day when deep diving in the news is, did you know that there was a Facebook page for Lady Gaga, uh, when she was in college that was called Stephanie Germata, you will never be famous. No. Like these girls who hated her made this page, like this group, this like club on Facebook saying that she'd never be famous. <laughs> Talk about your all-time backfires. Why were they wrong? Uh, and then the second was the one I texted you that I think just really blew my mind, and that is that Michael J. Fox's middle name is Andrew. And I'm just so... I feel so lied to. I want to know what the J is. <laughs> um, all right. Football. All right. Another so great, our picks. another great week for you. Yeah, my picks are so bad right now. Zero and three, um, bring you to a season total of one and eight. <laughs> ah! uh, I was two one. one. I'm making a move. This I'm making a move. This week. I was two one. I, I am now five and four. So I'm really, I'm, uh, I'm four games up on you. You got a lot of making up to do. This could be the week because I don't feel good about anything. I'm making it up this week. Well, before we talk about our picks, I'm gonna get. I'll just give you a minute or two to wax poetically about your new Lord and Savior, Daniel Jones. Listen, everyone's geeked out. He was all over Times Square. Um, everyone's excited for this guy. It's one game. Um, I'm not ready to put him in the Hall of Fame yet, but it was pretty fun to watch, especially if it when. Uh, Barkley, our best player, like gets hurt and he's out for the game, and we're just like, not even out for the game, out for like eight weeks or six weeks. Um, you know, you're like, all right, well, I'm done watching the Giants. And then all of a sudden, our sixth round pick or sixth pick um, comes up huge, has a great game, looks uh, looks great. He still has some things to work on, but. I mean, he was throwing—he was throwing dimes, dropping things in bread in baskets. Yeah, and and could move, um, and uh, gave uh, the Giants a little fresh, uh, fresh look. I mean, the second half—I mean, the second half of the Giants' defense actually played pretty well, except for the last drive when they basically should have lost the game. Um, but uh, their defense is still struggle, though. But it's pretty good to see a future with this guy and Barkley on the team. As I'm of now, I'm not re- we'll see what happens this week, but um, it's looking good. Um, all right. So, look good enough for you to take him this week, or who's your first pick? What's your what's your, your, your uh, first pull this up. My first pick is the Colts minus six and a half. At home versus the Raiders. Um, I like uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. And I think, the obviously, the Raiders are terrible. So, I don't know why this is six and a half. Probably because they don't uh, trust the Colts yet. But I think the spread should be bigger than six and a half. And I still think the Colts will cover. Okay. I uh, I don't have a problem with that. I, I mean, I would lean that way, too. Um, I don't know. My only problem is the Raiders aren't good, but they've been playing everybody tough. So that those points scare me a little bit. That's my, my thoughts on it. It's just, I, I still, I mean, I, I'd take the Colts on the money line. I don't want to give them points, though. Um, but, that you know, that's where I go. My first is uh, Kansas City minus seven. Uh, Detroit. Yeah, I knew you were going to take this well, one. Well, I mean, I bet against the Lions every week, and that's the one I keep losing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I just think that Kansas City is one of two teams that are just way better than everybody else. And I think that Detroit should have lost week one to, to Arizona. Uh, 
Um, they they caught Philly when they caught Philly, and now they're two zero and one, and I think they're getting more respect than they deserve. But like, at no point do I feel like like there's enough points to you know the 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 Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're gonna they're. Yeah, I like the Chiefs a lot. Let's just say that. All right, so I think the Chiefs minus seven. What do you, what else you got? Uh, my second pick is the Buffalo Bills getting seven points at home versus the Patriots. Look at you getting points. I love it. I know. I think they might win this game straight up. Um, I think this Buffalo is going to be just insane this weekend. Uh, it's a hard place to play. Uh, Bills usually play. Um, the Patriots uh, well at home. So, uh, and Josh Allen is is a good quarterback. So I think, uh, and Bill's defense is, is really good. So I think they're going to have a real shot of upsetting the Patriots this week. Okay. I, um, I'm i not in any place to bet against the Patriots for, for right now. Uh, they just gave up their first touchdown this last week. Um, I don't know. Uh, you can't make any mistakes. Josh Allen makes mistakes. He we'll makes big chances. So we'll see. I hope you're I mean, I hope you're right. Um they're gonna have to lose to somebody, you think. Yeah. Uh my second pick, another team that I always wind up one way or the other with is gonna be the Atlanta Falcons minus three and a half at home against Tennessee. looking at that for a long time just like I can't bet the Falcons I just can't I I, I respect that I respect you more for saying that than myself for taking them <laughs> but I uh, I just think that Tennessee's bad I think Mariota is bad um, and so it's more I hate doing that I hate picking against teams and I feel like we do that more often than we should but this is more of a pick against them um, I mean, you know, but who knows with this Atlanta team? I don't have a whole lot of faith. Uh, but that division's pretty bad right now, and um, anybody could win it, you know? Yeah. So I'll go with Atlanta minus three and a half. What's your third? I'm going to go uh, Chargers minus 14 and a half at Miami. Um, I hate taking the Chargers on big spreads, but uh, Miami's pretty bad. Yeah, I think it's probably a good pick. I mean, I, is it is it going to be are they going to be zero and seven, zero and sixteen this year against the spread, Miami? Like, is there enough points, like that every week uh, that team's going to win? They're going to win at least one game, I think. Uh, I don't know. Um, my third and final pick will be. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys on Sunday night. Minus two and a half. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I I was, I mean, this was a decision I just made. I got four games I like. uh, That game and um, the Ravens. um, It sucks that the Braves isn't playing. What? Uh, I know, yeah, right. Well, that's what this is about. I don't think. Well, yeah, obviously. I think Bridgewater is, uh, he didn't look too good last week. I know they won, um, but I'm not, I'm not feeling that. Um, I think, I think the Cowboys are just clicking right now. So, uh, you know, anything can happen. I'm not, I I don't feel great about it, but, um, that's where I'm going. So you can make up some ground this week on my mighty five and four record. What I should do is uh, wait till you take your picks and then pick the opposite. And try to win that way. Actually, I should try to wait till you. I should get your picks. That's and true. It. I'd be eight and, I'd be eight and one. <laughs> there you go. You haven't figured out the uh, system yet. <laughs> uh, well, for the third week in a row, you're involving yourself with the Bills, and I'm involving myself with Kansas City and Atlanta. So it's great. Uh, oh, good stuff. We covered a lot. We did. We learned a lot. Should we? No. But at least we didn't uh, talk about Trump for an hour, and that's good. That's Trump's my favorite so thing about these podcasts is just not dealing with him. 
Yeah, he's such a mess. Uh, we got Joker coming out next week, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna when I'm gonna see it. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to wait till the following week. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm super psyched about that. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm excited, I'm excited for Howard Stern next week. Why? Why? Is next next week he's in LA, right? No. Um, well, I know he's not. On, no, I think it's the week after because. He's going on Bill Maher's show. Bill Maher's off this week, and then he's he's on Bill Maher's show next Friday. Okay. So, but yeah, I'm excited for them to be in LA. They're gonna do a shit. They're gonna do their shows from LA, right? Yeah, I think so. I love it. It's gonna be great. All right, buddy. Cool. Okay. We'll, uh, Enjoy your weekend. Good luck. Good luck. Cowboys tomorrow. Um, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Dude, fucking. How bad is the NFC East? We haven't even talked about that. Well, actually, Eagles. Uh, that, was a, that was a big win for the Eagles Thursday. They won. They needed that. I mean, yeah. I was really, really rooting hard against I mean, I was betting against them, but I was also rooting really hard against that. Like, that could have been, the Cowboys win this week and they lose that week. We could have been looking at a Thanksgiving, like, clincher. It would have been great. Now, I'm pretty sure Jay Gruden is not making it through the season. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, and then there was an article that came out, which I'll forward to you, about how, like, the coaching staff, like, doesn't want to play Haskins. Uh, they're having this, like, internal battle between the uh, front office and and uh, the coaching staff about how, like, they, don't, they never even wanted him and, like, they don't want to play him out of spite. Um... So there's like there's that. I mean, hmm. I don't know why they wouldn't play Haskins or zero and three and fucking uh, Keenum had six turnovers last week. Yeah, it, it's the end of Keenum. It's too bad. I always rooted for that guy. Yeah, but well, it's about time to make a change. You think so? Look at you. Look at you. you. Your team makes one change, and now all of a sudden you're an expert on quarterback changes. I'm in. I'm, I'm, everyone should make the change. <laughs> all right. All right. On that note, we'll uh, talk to you next week.